Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and women's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. Sidzi, thank you so much for coming and joining the podcast. I can't wait for everybody to hear your story. Um, so Sidzi's amazing. So I met her in my childbirth class, her and her husband, and just, yeah, you have your first baby on your chest right now as we speak. And it's, he's absolutely beautiful. Um, if you want, I would love to have you introduce yourself to whoever's listening so they can get to know you. Okay. Um, I'm Sidzi. Um, yeah, I just had my first baby. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what should I say about myself? Where are you from? Uh, are you from Utah? Okay. Yeah, I'm from Utah. I'm from just here in Utah Valley, actually. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I teach piano. So that's mostly where my income comes from, which is really nice. Awesome. Um, so I'm my own boss, which I really enjoy, especially with having a baby. <laughs> I don't have to fight with anyone about that, getting maternity leave and stuff. It is hard getting maternity leave when you're self-employed, but like I can still figure it out better than I feel like it's still more doable than fighting with a boss about it. But yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah. Um, How long have you and your husband been together? Um, we've been together for, well, this August, it'll be four years. So awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. We've been married for three years, so. Did you guys meet in Utah, or did you, like, how did that go? Yeah, yeah, we met in, in Utah at Utah Piano Conservatory. Okay. We both love music there, so kind okay. of, I guess music is a big part of our lives. Does he play the piano as well, or is he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, yeah, but he's studying. Right now, he's still in school. He's studying mechanical engineering but I did music yeah I'm done now so so happy about that <laughs> amazing I love music I always like wanted to play an instrument but like never like I don't know I tried to play the violin in like third grade and it was really hard <laughs> so I yeah. just let it phase out <laughs> yeah I feel like any instrument but piano is really hard to get into because you're not gonna sound like most people don't sound good right away because you have to get the right, like the right tone or the right, you know, but piano, you just push a button and it works, you know. And it works. Yeah. <laughs> I, my son is music obsessed. So we bought him drums for Christmas, like a good set, actually. It's like a oh, wow. professional version and he just like pounds on them. And my dad's a drummer and I, my dad's like softer, the softer, the better. And so he's like, mom is that sound good like it was <laughs> that's he, awesome yeah he's only five so he doesn't know what he's doing but he's making beats and he loves it so um yeah oh that's super cool yeah I mean I think piano would be great so maybe I'll have to take some lessons from you <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to you know branch out and learn new skills so <laughs> yeah and it's fun <laughs> and it's fun and it like grows your brain right when you like learn something new so 
All right. Well, let's go into your pregnancy. So how did you find out, were you guys trying to conceive or how did that go? Yeah. Yeah. So we were trying to conceive. Um, I actually, so when I finished my bachelor's, my teacher, um, my professor convinced me to go try to go get a master's in piano performance, which I wasn't originally wanting to do because I want to write music. That's really what I want to do, um, like career-wise long-term. But she convinced me to at least audition. So anyways, long story short, I was at BYU and I did one semester, but I was like really feeling like, you know what, this is not what I want to be doing with my life. I want to write music and I really want to start a family. And this is kind of like throwing me off. So um, last year in January, I decided to drop out of getting my master's, uh, which was really scary decision for me because normally I like to just like continue with whatever I'm doing and whatever. But anyways, so we started trying to conceive at that point. um, And it wasn't until, I mean, it it felt like forever, but it took about six months, but (laughs) but it's not even that long, but you know, when you're, when you're in the thick of it, it feels like a while for some reason. Yeah. Cause you don't know, right. You're like, I don't know how long this is. I don't know how long I'm going to have to stare at negative tests every month. Yeah. Like it's cause it's funny, right. We grow up thinking like, you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. And so like we do, and we're like, what's happening? What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of frustrating. Um, especially because my ovulation is really weird because one month it would be like right on time and the next month it would be late. And then I get that negative test and then, you know, just be back and forth that way. So I was like, (laughs) so at some point I was just like, okay, I'm not going to test myself. I'm not going to get a test until it's been like a month over, you know, like yeah. long enough that it better be positive, you know? Right. Um, so anyways, um, yeah. So I found out I was pregnant. It's actually kind of funny because um, I was um, in charge of girls camp in my area. Um, <laughs> and they're not, you're not supposed to go when you're pregnant, but I was like, well I'm a little bit late but also it's that early they don't care anyways but they don't have to know right, right. You're like, How <laughs> but, but it was just like so or you know it was like three weeks late my period's three weeks late and I was like okay this is kind of you know like I should get a test and stuff but I went to Smith's the day before girls camp and they only had really expensive tests available and I was like I don't want to spend so much money for a negative result so I'll just get a test when I get home and all through girls camp like the other leaders and stuff I was like I was telling everyone even though I was trying not to yeah (laughs) I was like my period's three weeks late and the other leaders are like oh you're totally pregnant and I was like no I'm not but I want to (laughs) be yeah no kidding so anyways um I came home and it was super cute my husband had bought um like a bouquet of flowers and a test and like wrote this cute little note and like had it ready like when I came home and I didn't even wait to shower or anything I did it immediately and it was positive and and we were like so excited but I was like wait what do I do what am I supposed to do now oh no you know like started freaking out right you're like I wasn't ready for this part (laughs) yeah so that's funny 
yeah so it was fun so then we went out to dinner to celebrate and it was really exciting that's awesome I love that you celebrated and I love that he was like so excited yeah I was like what if my period started when I was at girls camp and came home and saw that right and, oh he, was, <laughs> and he was like well I figured that you probably really were pregnant but I was worried about that <laughs> He's like, I'll just hurry and throw him in the garbage. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So hide him in the closet. That's so funny. Okay. So you, so you hired, um, a birth team, um, Utah birth suites, right? Mm-hmm. So they're home birth birth center midwives. Um, so what helped you make that decision? Cause that means you're going to have an unmedicated birth, right? So yeah. how did that decision take place? Um, it's, that's actually, I've been trying to ask myself that for a while. So, um, so growing up, I was like, I'm never going to have kids because I don't ever like, this is not, I don't even know how that would work. And like, I remember like talking to my mom about it when I was 11, I was like, it's not happening. But, um, at, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, one of her friends was over too, when I was talking to her about it and she's like, Oh, you'll get over that. And I'm like, yeah, right. No, I won't. <laughs> so anyways, no, I did get over that, which is really nice. Um, but my mom for her last baby, when I was almost 15, so I was kind of old. Um, she decided, I'm not actually sure why I should ask her. I don't know why I didn't, but anyway, she decided that she wanted an unmedicated birth. Mm. Um, and so I think that kind of got me thinking about it. Uh, my cousins um, did it as well for all their kids and my aunt. So it's kind of in the family a little bit. So I was kind of like, yeah, this is like a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but didn't, I guess I didn't think too much about it. But then when we started um, trying to get pregnant, I was like, Colin my husband I was I was like Colin I think I like I want to do an unmedicated birth really bad that's what I, that's what I want to do but I but you know I never really thought about why yeah I still probably couldn't tell you why but just felt like that would be the best thing for me yeah um and I'm really happy I did <laughs> yes oh my goodness so, so yeah. how did, what did Colin like what was his like thought process through that has he was he open about like talking about that process or was he was he scared or was he like excited or yeah so I've asked him this like since because he's so he's very reserved and he doesn't like to like share his thoughts unless he knows for sure what what he's thinking and feeling which is kind of annoying sometimes because I'm very much an emotional person so I like you know emotionally throw up on him all the time <laughs> so <laughs> he's I'm like share with me <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> but not that way so anyways I've asked him since if he was like worried about it or, or anything but he was just like I don't know I guess to him it's just it's it's my body you yeah. know so it's not really his choice and he felt like he should support me um, and I asked him if he would be worried about it not being in a hospital, but he wasn't worried. I don't know. He was pretty chill. He's really yeah. he's a chill guy. He is chill. He's very, very laid back. It seems like that's the energy he gave off in class, which is really like 
go with the flow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> like I trust you, you got this. I'm just here to kind of like hold you and make sure you're safe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. I love that so much. So tell me, like, take me into like, um, like fight. Did you like shop around for your provider? Like for the midwives? Okay. How did that go? Yeah, I did. Um, I, well, I really just did a Google search. It wasn't super amazing, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I like read lots of reviews for a bunch of different people and then kind of narrowed it down to three or four different midwives that I wanted to interview. Mm-hmm. And it was really actually a hard decision. Um, I, I knew before I even interviewed Melissa that I really, really liked her, um, just like from reviews and stuff. And then like, I saw like how she'd respond to those people that reviewed like on Google reviews or whatever. And I was like, wow, I really like this lady, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this one other midwife that she prefers to do home birth. And it was, that's, it was funny. Cause when she came over, cause she came over to my house for that interview because she was a home birth lady but she she was like would you consider doing it at home and I was like no I want to do it in a birthing center because look at this apartment it is very small and like I would not feel comfortable (laughs) giving birth here which is funny because I spent forever here and like yeah could have had my baby here on accident type of thing (laughs) it would have been fine apparently but anyways um so yeah, it was a hard decision for sure because, you know, there's a lot of good midwives out there, but we ended up going with Melissa. Awesome. Um, we liked her a lot. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a wonderful midwife. I absolutely love her so much. Um, awesome. Cool. So let's go into labor. So how did that start? How did you even okay. tell? Yeah, yeah. So um, it was interesting. So it was a Wednesday that it started. Well, midnight. So it was like basically midnight to midnight, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the day before, my aunt was visiting and was like, I forgot because she she had um, has given me a lot of things like bassinet and stuff because she's done having kids. And I was like, I'll give you a bunch of stuff so you don't have to spend a ton of money, which mm-hmm. is really nice. But she was down here the day before. <laughs> I went into labor um, to give me stuff and I was telling her I was like I haven't because she asked me if I if I've been feeling him kick a lot and I was like I haven't felt him kick very much like yesterday and today because my uterus is always contracting like I have so many Braxton Hicks that I can't really tell you know (laughs) and she's like have you been timing them like what if they're real and I'm like well they're not real because they don't hurt so they're not real and I, I still think they were only Braxton Hicks, but, but it was kind of funny that, you know, the next day I went to labor. Right. Um, but what happened was that day as well, that Tuesday, I noticed that like my sacrum was sticking out of my back. I was like, what the crap? You know, cause that's kind of weird. And I even asked Colin like that night, I was like, is this, is it is something sticking out of my back here you know so I knew that his head was super low totally because he had dropped you know like I think a week before or two weeks before something um but like at that you know when when my sacrum started sticking I was like okay something's gonna happen soon because that's kind of crazy how many weeks Um, were you so I was like 
so what happened was um from when I calculated my period and stuff um I would have been 41 weeks in one day okay but the ultrasound guy suggested changing the due date to March 2nd and he was born March 3rd just like his size so that's kind of fun yeah (laughs) interesting yeah okay Um, and he was also like six pounds eight ounces so Melissa's like I think the ultrasound guy was right so so basically right on the dot at 40 weeks but my due date from like previous due date that I had was February 22nd so 2:22. so I was like that's cool (laughs) they're both cool dates three three both cool dates yeah three three and two twenty two two thousand twenty two so anyway so either way you can say I was 41 weeks in one day from that or ultrasound right on the dot basically I love that so (laughs) yeah okay so anyway your sacrum so your sacrum was sticking out yeah Yeah. sorry like I'm taking forever it's so exciting oh you're not I'm asking you lots of questions and we're (laughs) beautifully um being told so I'm yeah keep going (laughs) yeah so my sacrum sticking out and then um so yeah we're I'm super religious and so I asked uh, my husband if he could give me a blessing that labor would start soon because I was like I am kind of done you know and it was that night and then I went to the bathroom um and I noticed that there was a little bit of bloody show but it's only a little bit so I wasn't like too excited you know but I was like well I guess I wasn't too excited I wasn't too sure it was gonna start right then type of thing you know but I was definitely very excited I was like holy cow it's gonna it's coming soon you know yeah so then I came out of the bathroom I was like Colin I don't need a blessing that labor will start soon I need a blessing I'll be calm oh I love that I need you to bless way too excited and freaking out so I was like okay gotta calm down um and then it was like right around midnight when that happened and then like right when I was about to get into bed I was like oh this doesn't this this Braxton Hicks kind of hurts a little bit I don't know you know yeah um so I was pretty sure it was real and I was like kind of freaking out anyways so then I got into bed and you know, those contractions were kind of like, I could tell that they were real, but they weren't very strong at all. So I was actually able to sleep for four hours straight, which was really nice. That's so nice. Yeah. So I was really happy about that. I'm so, glad you were able to sleep. Cause when you feel that excitement and all that, like, oh my gosh, this is it. That's hard. Yeah. Was there something that helped you sleep or was it just like, I need, I know I need to sleep. It was just going to sleep. I don't know. I don't know why it was so easy. I'd, think back to it and I'm like huh you probably I need to sleep it's midnight I'm probably really tired (laughs) yeah no and that was because it because I knew that most likely labor would probably start in the evening or at night Mm -hmm. but and so I I I knew that I would be exhausted if if that happened if I didn't sleep and even if I did sleep I would be exhausted type of thing so yeah I knew for sure I wanted to sleep yes (laughs) so good Yep. So yeah. So then I woke up around four-ish and was like, oh, I have to actually, I I can't sleep through these contractions anymore, but they still weren't like that bad. Mm. Well, okay. So I have a low pain tolerance. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, it's already getting hard. You know, 
yeah. So I, um, but like I hated standing up because they would like be stronger. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just resting now because I don't want to stand up. Right. Oh, wow. So I went to the bathroom and I was still having some bloody show stuff going on or just like a little bit. So it was just kind of like a consistent thing throughout the whole thing, which is actually really nice. Um, I didn't want to time them because I didn't want to do that until I felt like they were more regular, you know, because I didn't want to get too excited type of thing. Right. But they were hard enough that I was like, okay, so I need to turn on these meditation tracks I've been practicing because this is like a little bit harder than I thought it would be at first because I didn't even pack my bag or anything because I was like in early labor I'll be able to do all these things because people some people suggest like oh make a birthday cake for your baby or go on a walk or do whatever you know and I'm couldn't do anything (laughs) so I did like meditations for like seven hours awesome and I was able even to fall asleep in between some of them because they were like farther apart still so that was really nice too so I, I was able to sleep for quite a bit um just not all the way through like at the beginning um and then it was time for um Colin to go to school and so I was like yeah go to school I don't think you know like I, I think I can still handle this on my own and you know um and anyways but I was like I'm really hungry but I tried to eat leftovers from last night and I had the hardest time trying to eat and so I was like I don't know. I knew I was screwed at that point, like with eating, because it was early labor and I already couldn't eat. (laughs) Not good. That that definitely happens. Yeah. And so Colin was like, I'll make you food before I leave. And I was like, you're going to be late if you do that, you know? Yeah. It's so funny because when it doesn't matter, he could have stayed home and no one would have cared. But that's that's kind of how I am. Like, Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so he went to school and while he was at school, I tried to eat. I ended up eating some cereal, which isn't like super balanced, but that's all I was able to get down type of thing. Even then I wasn't able to finish my bowl and I tried being on the ball, like on the birth ball and like doing some other things to kind of alleviate some of the, the pain and stuff. But it was just like, they felt like they're almost back to back contractions every time I was not in bed. Okay. So it was just like really hard to, to do anything type of thing, um, even eat or like, you know, I, I just felt like I wasn't ever getting a break. And I was like, oh, like I'm feeling it in my hips a lot because most of most of what I felt when my contractions was in my hips. Like I had like stuff that felt like period cramps, um, but then it was like my hips. And if I was standing up, it felt like because even when a contraction end, my hips would still be aching okay. until the next one came. <laughs> So I was like, no. I need <laughs> so, to. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was laying down, it wasn't that way. So I think it was just like when I was standing up, like using those muscles to stand up kind of aggravated that a little bit more type of thing. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, I got back in bed and luckily, like my husband's not stupid, which is really nice. I mean, okay, I shouldn't most I bet most men are not, but <laughs> But he went to school and he was like, okay, so I'm going to need to go home really soon. So, cause he had a test that he needed to take uh, gotcha. um, later, like within the next couple of days. 
and like that afternoon he was supposed to like that class was supposed to be a review for the test but he's like i'm just gonna take it right now so i can go home and be home you know yeah that's yeah. what he ended up doing class, which is good yes because i texted him at some point i was like i need you to come home you know like i need help here now i can't do it on my own even with the meditation tracks you know yeah then he came home I can't even remember what time he came home, but yeah. So anyways, that's what happened. So it was kind of interesting because it, it felt kind of like it was definitely more difficult than I thought it would be in early labor for sure, but it wasn't, it didn't ever really get much harder than that type of thing. It was kind of weird, but yeah, my, yeah. So all through early labor, my contractions never got consistent. So I would time them and it would be all over the place <laughs> you know so like it'd be like 20 minutes and then 10 minutes and then five minutes and then just back to 20 minutes you know mm. so it was kind of interesting and I was like dang it I'm in padromal labor I, I can't do this you know I was like kind of upset about that yeah um, and even Melissa thought I was in padromal labor you know because it's following not following a pattern so it's like right. oh kind of seems to be that way yeah. Um, but I could tell that something was happening because every time I'd go to the bathroom, there'd be a little bit like when I'd wipe like a little bit of blood. Like yeah. I guess I should say mucusy. It wasn't like straight blood. Okay. So you, there was some cervical change happening because you're yeah. losing pieces of your plug and you're having bloody show. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were totally. Yeah. Right. So that's that's what kept me like encouraged the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like, at least something's happening, even if it's false labor, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, but then, and I, I had asked my sister to come over, like, to help me with labor and be there for the birth. Um, and she's, she's just barely 20, you know? So, like, poor little thing. But <laughs> I, like, it took a lot of convincing for, to, like, get her to do it. And like I sent her tons of information just so that she wouldn't be freaked out and stuff, you know. Yeah. So by the time the birth happened, she was totally on board, which I was really happy about. <laughs> That's awesome. But she came over and she was like, and she I could tell she was just bored. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's so boring, you know. <laughs> because nothing, you know, nothing was happening. But she was she was like a natural, like every time. I thought I wouldn't want touch at all during contractions, mm -hmm. but actually what really helped me was like, once a contraction would start, um, I would start moaning. Like all the, like I would just moaning through every contraction was my favorite thing to do. I love that. <laughs> <It was the laughs> best. So I did that. And then also Vienna, my sister and Colin would start scratching my back wow. or like, or like massaging my leg or whatever, you know, like touching me in some way. And it totally helped me, which is kind of interesting because every time I'd like practice contractions, you know, like hold an ice cube or sometimes I would hold like a, like a yoga pose that was hard to hold. Yeah. You know, that required concentration. Right. And like every time I did something like that, like touch was like really hard to okay. handle, which was kind of, so it's just, just practice everything when you're preparing for labor because you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the opposite of what you thought was going to be helpful. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. But anyways, sometime around, I think it was like three ish, maybe three 30. I was like, okay, this is, 
this is going really long i mean even though it really wasn't just i'm i'm impatient but this is going really long and these contractions are not consistent still i think this is totally prodromal labor i want to see if i can slow it down at all you know and so my mom has a jacuzzi um so i went and jumped in there because i was like early labor not supposed to get in the bathtub but i'm wanting to slow it down right now <laughs> so so i went and got in there I tried to slow it down. It didn't slow it down. It didn't speed it up though. It just stayed the same. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a cool, so a cool story about the jacuzzi. My mom like w- really wanted to clean it out and like let me use it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not knowing, I still don't know if I've talked to her about this or not, but not knowing that you're not supposed to, you know, like really submerge yourself in water until you're in active labor. And by that, by the time I was in active labor, I was planning on being at the birth center, right. you know, and so I was going to get in the water there. So, but she had cleaned it out, you know, made sure all the jets are all clean so that wouldn't be gross, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So I was really happy she did because I was like, I want to slow this down. So let's go get in the jacuzzi. That's amazing. So I was in there for four hours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I am not getting out, you know? yeah don't make me this right. is did it help did it I mean yeah, I guess it, totally helped. it was like it was so much easier to deal with contractions in there so that's why I didn't want to get out because I was yeah. like I know that once I get out it's gonna be harder and I don't want to deal with that anymore you know yeah um it was funny because sometimes during contractions like I would like sing but like random notes type of thing is really funny that's awesome like my sister would laugh at me because she's a singer so she'd kind of (laughs) laugh at me (laughs) and then there was one time during contraction and I told them not to talk during contractions but they didn't (laughs) listen to me because they they were like whispering something to I don't even remember what they were whispering to each other but I couldn't I couldn't hear what they were saying but they were just making noise and so I yelled I told them to shut up and then they started laughing at me I was like, are you serious? I'm in labor. You cannot laugh at someone in labor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're like, I told you to shut up. That is yep. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Yep. It was funny. But yeah, while I was in the bathtub, um, it was interesting because like I've just heard like so many stories, like like um, where like the husband would be like on their phone or something during labor and that was like a negative thing or like whatever but like all I needed really like when I was in the bathtub was like people to be there and so like my sister did homework and my husband was reading a book but like that's all I needed it's kind of weird because I thought that I would be like because I saw them do that and I was about to tell them no but then I was like you know what I'm, I have what I need so I don't need to tell them not to be you know because like when you're watching labor I'm sure it's like watching paint dry like super boring and it that I was getting what I needed so it was fine you know there are a few contractions that I wanted help and they would help me like you know scratch my back and stuff but like for the most part when I was in the tub it was the water that I needed and also their presence because my sister went to go get a snack and I had one of like like one of the harder contractions of my labor during that time Uh and then she came back and then they're all easier again I was like huh interesting I need to stay in this room <laughs> that's pretty amazing yeah that's so pretty kind of cool. <laughs> cool um oh I forgot to mention yeah my doula 
um I didn't want to make her come over because she was just volunteering because she um has only been in a few births so far so I didn't want to make her like come over when I'm not paying her you know like I just felt bad so I was like this is like prodromal labor I'm not making her come over you know (laughs) but she was awesome because I was just texting her through I was like what do you think about this like this is happening what do you think about this so that was super super helpful even just that so that was awesome um but anyways after four hours had gone by Colin was like okay you need to get out of the tub we need to go home and like deal with it there and like see if it speeds things up you know and I was like I can't do that but (laughs) but yeah and also like to try to get me to eat more food because I was starving I threw up even I think because I was so hungry because I thought that throwing up would only happen like okay I guess I knew that it could happen throughout labor but I thought it would only happen at transition and I knew I was not in transition so I was like oh my gosh I'm throwing up and I'm just I think I'm just so hungry you know because yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to eat bites like throughout and so when I threw up I was just like super angry because I was like I worked hard to get that stuff in me anyway. right you're like and now it's gone it's not fair yeah. and I totally peed on the floor I was throwing up and I was like what the heck I've never done this before (laughs) that's a good sign though because that means your pelvic floor is so relaxed yes it was definitely your bladder was really full so the throw up (laughs) throwing up forced the pee out it was probably both I don't know I was I was very conscientious about peeing pretty consistently because I wanted to make sure that it'd be easier to pee once I had my baby yeah because I didn't want to deal with like things being swollen or whatever I don't know right right um but yeah <laughs> and then I was like oh my gosh I need to poop but I knew it was that I needed to poop so not the baby coming out so I was like okay. you know <laughs> well I guess I shouldn't say I knew because when I felt that, that when when baby needed yeah anyways when I did start need to start pushing it did feel very similar so it's kind of funny yeah but um but it was interesting because we'd always try to practice before like pushing like the counter pressure you're pushing on the knees Mm -hmm. like when you're sitting and we couldn't ever figure it out it seemed like okay like I don't know it just never seemed to like do anything but then like I needed to to poop and like sitting down hurt so bad I could not sit the whole time I was in labor but I was like I really need to use the bathroom and so I was like, why don't you try pushing on my knees, you know? Yeah. And it really helped. That was awesome. Yay. <laughs> so it was just funny. I didn't think I would want touch. Didn't think that, you know, pushing on my knees would do anything, but it did. It did. I love that. That, that was, was just helpful. kind of funny. That is yeah. so funny. That's awesome. So anyways, so that was good. And then, so by the time so then finally I was ready to like go home but I did not want to get in the car and luckily my parents they literally live around the corner actually mm-hmm. um so it like that totally within easy walking distance so yeah. like I am walking home because I am not getting in the car yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um but we went upstairs at my parents house and like I talked to my parents for a little bit in the living room and my mom saw me go through a couple contractions. And so when we got home, um, my mom called my sister. She called her a couple of times. My sister like just kept ignoring the call, you know? Yeah. Because um, 
you know and also her phone like my sister's ringer was on it turns out I asked my sister about it later she said that she has it on silent for everybody except for like her like mom dad and then me because I asked her to be like there for my birth so she wanted to be able to get that phone call if she ever needed it anyways so that's what it was but I like the second time she called I was like who is trying to kill me (laughs) oh my god because like the like I don't know the sound of it going off is just I hated it yeah that is (laughs) um it's so intense when you're in labor like everything around you just is like intense intensifies yeah yeah Yeah. that normally doesn't bother me but (laughs) yep so yeah it was just interesting because every time I would stand up my contractions be close together so that's why for the few minutes that I was talking to my mom like I had two pretty close to each other so she was freaking out because she's like those are really close you know but I wasn't because that was how it was since four in the morning you know and so then I was like okay fine I'll just go home and lay down and I'll slow them down again and they did you know this is after the the hot this is after the bathtub okay. yeah so it was just kind of the same the whole time it's okay. just the same so I would lay down so I so I got home laid down and my husband made dinner and my sister and my husband ate dinner and I just couldn't eat I, I didn't even try at that point even though they made me a bowl and I just sat on my bed stand and got gross <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah so it was a lot easier to deal with laying down but at some point like during contractions I couldn't even deal with them laying down but I wanted to be laying down in between mm-hmm. um, so I tried like getting on my hands and knees when a contraction would start and I tried like just like kind of like getting up a little bit and I tried standing up and all of those are just like uncomfortable so I was like oh my gosh this is starting to be harder you know yeah. but like it still didn't feel like it never felt like as hard as I thought it would be. It was like very interesting. Okay. So I I thought nothing of it. I was just like, okay, they're getting stronger. So like, maybe we'll be able to go into the birth center at like six in the morning or something. Like maybe padromal labor, like maybe I just had weird early labor, you know? Yeah. Like maybe it's starting to pick up and become real labor now. So that's, that's what I was thinking, but my mom was calling because she was, she wanted to tell my sister to be like, you need to call your, like her midwife, because I think it's, you know, getting towards the end, you know, (laughs) Um, but I was like, no, because it was after Melissa's hours of just like, you know, if it's not the real thing, like don't call or else I'll be up all night type of thing. Yeah. Cause I'll be worried about it anyways. So I was like, it's not the real thing yet. I'm not calling her. Like, it's not active labor because it's not as hard because it's not killing me yet. I'm not like in pain all the time. I'm not like upset or I'm not, I don't know. I'm not even in my primal brain or Mm -hmm. anything. At least I didn't think I was looking back. I totally was. Totally was. I know hearing back, I'm like, are you sure? So it's just funny, but I was worried about that the whole time. I was like, I'm not in my primal brain. Like even when I got to the birth center, I was like, I'm not even there yet. What's happening? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, so it was just kind of interesting. Um, and I was like, well, why don't we just call my doula? Like she's mm-hmm. not even here yet and they're getting even harder. You know, like it'd be nice to have her here. Yeah. And 
And so we ended up texting her and she was like, okay, yeah. Do you want me to like, what, have you talked to Melissa at all? Cause I think she could tell something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's, you know, she knows more about birth than I do <laughs> or my sister. And, you know, it's all of our first experience and right. I decided that I wanted, you know, those two to be there, but they That's- never had experience. So it's kind of funny. Um, that's why doulas are great to have around because they can kind of assess where we are in denial (laughs) yes yes so so she had us call Melissa and I was like okay fine I'll I'll just I'll call her and whatever you know it was only 10 o'clock at night so it wasn't like midnight or one in the morning so I was like if she's you know she won't be upset and I won't be waking her up unless she goes to bed super early but most people don't you know yeah so we called her and my husband Colin was like I don't like he could not he couldn't say anything to her really <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> yeah it was just really funny so then my sister I was like I almost started yelling at him so I was like do I need to talk you know I'm like do I yeah. really need to talk to her on the phone when I don't want to right um <laughs> but my sister did and she was like so contractions are like four to six minutes apart she had started timing them so she was timing them for about like about an hour at that point and they were yeah about four to six minutes apart they weren't even that consistent at that point mm-hmm. and Melissa had said early like at a previous appointment so for first time moms normally it's like 311 or 411 that you should think about um if you want to put a number to it you know because it's longer stronger closer together but like if you want to put a number to it use that because 511 for first time moms normally doesn't work. Yeah. You know, you know, type of thing and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, that was what's happening for me at right. this point. But then because I was standing up during the phone call or at least that's what I thought. Yeah. Um she heard three contractions during that 7 minute phone call and she's like, "Um I'm going to be at the birth center in 20 minutes. <laughs> you need to be there." Too oh my god she's like you need to come in right now wow okay you know yeah so so then I had this real she thinks this is real okay yeah yeah exactly she thinks it's real enough that she's gonna hurry right that's awesome (laughs) crap you know so then I had to deal with getting in the car so I just yeah yeah it was so bad I was like okay next time we're doing a home birth because this sucks (laughs) How, how long was your drive to the hospital or to the birth center? It was, um, it was probably about seven minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Seven, but minutes. seven no, minutes. But it took, it took me a half hour to get there though. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> because I had like two contractions. Well, I, cause I had them put all these things in the car. So I had to put like, you know, towels down just in case my water broke. Cause they still hadn't broken at that point. Right. Um, I had them put the birth ball in there in case I'd want it later, you know, like all these things um because I didn't know how long it would take you know um and so but yeah and so then I had to deal with like going out there and I was like it's so funny they 
So I had like a robe on, but I didn't do it up at all because I was like, it's way too hot. I am not dealing with this, you know? And <laughs> and they were both like, watch me walk out the door naked, basically. And they're like, ah! and I was like, it's dark. It's fine. If anyone has a problem with me being naked when I'm in labor, I'm this big pregnant lady, then they have lots of things that they need to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it's their problem. Yeah. Sissy, that's your primal brain. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, I don't care. Like ever sees my boobs. It's just boobs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love it. So, so I went out there, had a few contractions outside the car. That and I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll try to get into the car. So I got into the back seat, and I felt like a trapped animal. Like I could not. Like it was so bad. So I like jumped back out of the car. I'm so sorry to interrupt this awesome episode, but I want to jump in and share a quick offering with you. If you are trying to conceive, or if you are going to be wanting to start a family in the future, this workshop that I'm going to be co-hosting with my great friend, Katie Baker, she's a registered nurse with her bachelor's, is called Health Coaching for Preconception Workshop. You will walk away from this workshop with tangible tools that you can start implementing into your life immediately that will help your mind and your body be prepared to be a healthy incubator for your future tiny human or humans. This class will be co-hosted by Katie and me, and you can find her at get better underscore not bitter on Instagram. She's mom. She's a mom of almost seven babies. Like, wow, she's pregnant right now with her number seven. It's amazing. She has been a health and wellness coach for two and a half years and is passionate about hormone health and and an expert at assisting the body back to homeostasis. Through her guidance, she's helped multiple families conceive and is really excited to bring her expertise to you. So the topics that will be covered in class are nutrition, supplementation, lifestyle, environmental exposures, mindset, sleep, stress reduction, and relaxation. This is going to be May 23rd from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It will be in person and Zoom. So anybody can join. I'm so, so excited. This is so needed right now. There's so much overwhelming information if you just Google infertility, if you Google what to do if I can't conceive. There's so much information out there. So my goal with this class is that it's going to help you give it's going to help give you simple, tangible things that you can take and walk away and start implementing into your life immediately. That's going to make you feel less overwhelmed. It's going to make you feel like you have a game plan and somewhere to start. So I'm so excited. If you want to join, go to my website, tristabordell.com, add to cart. It's in the offering section under workshops. You'll see it there. I'm so excited. And please email me if you have any questions at tmabirth at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, <laughs> and that's so funny. Like, yes, you can. We have to get there. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, well, why don't we go get, like, why don't, why doesn't someone go get my parents' van? Cause there's more room in there, you know, but I don't think I said it out loud, even though I thought I did because they didn't say anything to that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nobody can read my mind. Come on. Right. <laughs> so then after a few more contractions outside the car we figured out a way to like for me to be in the car that was a little bit more comfortable I was like not very safe I was like kneeling on the ground with my face in my husband's lap and that's just like how we drove there isn't <laughs> that funny like, it's like all like safety seatbelt laws go out the window when you have a mom in labor in the car yep it's wild <laughs> yep <laughs> 
So, and then I, I even, once we started going, I even tried to get my sister to stop the car. I was like, stop the car. I have to get out, you know? And, <laughs> and both my sister and my husband were like, no, we're not stopping the car till we get there, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. But it was funny because my poor husband, like, was having a hard time giving my sister directions for how to get there because she didn't know how to get there. And of course, no one thought to, like, put it in Google Maps so that she wouldn't have to have directions. Right. So anyways, so he was trying to tell her to go north, or he okay. was saying to go north, but really we needed to go south. Oh yeah. On State Street. And I was like, ah. so then I had to yell at my sister, like, go south, <laughs> you know. And then like, and then he like didn't give good directions for like when to turn, you know. And so I was just like, Do I really need to give directions when I'm <laughs> dealing with this? Anyways. I only had one contraption in the car, which was really nice. Um, and because I was in the car, like I was just freaking out. The car was the hardest part, I would have to say, of my birth. The rest of it, I, th- I feel like I've been saying mostly negative things about it, but it's probably because it's most exciting. It was really like, when I look back, it was just kind of, I don't want to say it was a fun experience, but it was kind of, but it was cool. It was like really cool. Yeah, I loved it. It was super awesome. Yeah. But anyways, so then we get there and then I had like this when I got out, I had this really, really hard contraction. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I was like, help me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because I realized because like every time that I had a really hard contraction, for the most part, it was because I didn't start breathing correctly. Uh, I didn't take a deep breath, basically. And so then like the like the pitch of my voice would go higher and I knew that was bad so I was like oh my gosh but I couldn't get it down because I was like I was just having a hard time breathing basically and so but no one knew what help me meant that that's what I needed it was just help breathing so I was just like for that contraction but then like the next contraction it was completely fine because I'd be like oh I need to take a deep breath so it was was interesting how that worked but I got out of the birth or I got out of the car and everyone just rushed out out of the birthing center because they got there before us. Because even though we live seven minutes away, <laughs> thirty minutes it took longer to get there. <laughs> um, yeah. So and then like they, everyone helped me get inside, and I don't even know how many contractions I went through in there, but it was just like it was pretty fast. Mm-hmm. It was just it felt like all of a sudden. Um, yeah, my doula tried to, so she, my doula met me there. I guess I wasn't very clear about that. So we ended up meeting her there because okay. of how quickly everything went. And um, she was like, have you tried counter pressure? And we're like, no, we haven't. You know, I thought it'd be really active during labor, but I really just laid down most of the time. It was kind of interesting. Just like laid on my side most of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then she was like, well, do you want to try? So I was like, yeah, my hips hurt really bad. So like probably squeezing my hips will be good. And then she tried and it was like the worst thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> like I yelled at her and I kind of felt bad, but not really. <laughs> yeah. My guess is your baby was really low when, because yeah. that's yeah. what I find with my mom's is that if that's been helping most of the labor and then all of a sudden it stops helping. Yeah, it's because your baby's right there, and it's yeah, not, yeah. Yep, my baby was right there, so I was like, so I ended up just like kind of leaning over the bed at the birth center, and I they put like chucks under me, and then like chucks on the bed, and um, and then like my water broke, 
That's awesome. And I, it was interesting because I was like, oh my gosh, I, like, I feel like I need to pee, but there's a truck's pad under me, so I'll just pee on the floor. <laughs> That's kind of like what my thought was. I just wanted to see if someone would come out, and it was my water. Wow. Oh, my water broke you know oh my gosh yeah and then um it was a little bit tinged with meconium so I kind of started freaking out I was like oh no there's meconium but Melissa was like it looks like it's been there for a while like maybe a week you know and I was like and she's like he's fine like you, we can hear he's fine so he's okay you know but I was you know that was something I was worried about but it ended up being fine um but after my water broke his heart rate went way down um and so it's they had filled up the bathtub for me but I never used it because oh <laughs> at that point when it, when his heart rate went way down I like they had me get on the bed on all fours with my butt in the air yeah um, they thought that maybe the cord was like underneath him type of thing yeah. um but then and then she so Melissa's like get on the bed right now and push really hard you know push really hard and all fours with your butt in there and I, I was so I'm so looking back I was totally in my primal brain which I was really thankful about because I didn't start freaking out about that yeah um even though like I could kind of tell something was wrong you know or could have been wrong but I didn't really realize it and I, so I didn't really start like really freaking out so it was really good it yeah. kept me calm <laughs> right. which I was happy about. and his heart rate went completely back to normal after that and it was it was fine awesome. so yeah so whatever the problem was that it wasn't the cord being prolapsed or anything so it was really good um so that was only scare and it only lasted for like a little bit you know just one contraction basically awesome. um anyways and then I just started pushing at that point <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> So I was like, yeah, so I was like, oh man, this went really fast and never, cause I thought, cause you know, everyone's like talking about transition, like, oh, it's really hard. Like everything's back to the back. You feel like you don't get a break and you'll probably want an epidural at that point and you know, all these things, but I, I never felt like that. And so I had no, that's why I had no idea that I was getting as far along as I was because I just, it wasn't getting as hard as I thought it was. Right. Which is also, it's great, but it's also like, oh crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so weird. Anyways, um, so I'm really glad that my mom made me call my midwife and my doula because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because otherwise, I think I would have had a baby at home unassisted. <laughs> Probably, which would not be my favorite thing. So. No, although I wouldn't have gone, had to get in the car. That's true. Maybe you <laughs> came sooner because you wouldn't have got had to get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so um, where? So so you climbed on your hands and knees and you had your butt in the air, and yes. then the heart re it res resolved itself. So then, did you stay in your hands and knees or did you like? How no. Did you so then they suggested like I don't know because I was just like at the point where I was like I couldn't even like comprehend really. do anything. Yeah, like yeah. they had to pull me on the bed even and like. Cause I couldn't even move, you know, at that point, yeah. like on my own. So then they suggested like, Oh, do you want to like lie on your side? And like, you know, we can hold your leg up and you can push. And I was like, sure. You know, cause I was just like, whatever, you know? Right. <laughs> and so I did, I did that. And I ended up actually staying in that position the whole time. Cause I just didn't want to move. They, they asked me if I wanted to move and I was like, absolutely not. You know, 
<laughs> I wasn't planning on even like I wanted to be in the bathtub but I didn't even care at that point I was like this is where I am I am not moving <laughs> that's so funny so yeah so I was pushing in that position and I um ended up like after a few contractions I ended up like holding my leg my right leg my mm-hmm. arm got my bicep was way sore for like days afterwards because oh, pulling your arm. own leg oh my goodness but I liked it it was like nice you know and then I was like holding someone's hand I think it was my doula's hand I'm not sure <laughs> but also she had the fan going on me and that was like the most amazing thing because it was way hot I like walked in when I walked in I was like it is way too hot in here <laughs> But I, but I also knew that it that it should be warm for the baby. Right. So I was just like, fine, I'll just deal with it, even though I hate it so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that fan was helpful. So the fan was awesome. It was my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, so I pushed that way, and it felt like, if like I hate, yeah, I don't know, I just hated it a little bit because it felt like I was constipated. And when I was a kid, I was constipated all the time. And I was like, oh, you know. Yeah. You're like, I recognize this feeling and I don't like it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't like painful. It was just like, you know, just annoying more than anything type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, I was pushing. Melissa had to help me push a little bit. Okay. Um, and, and Oh, yeah. And then they had me put an oxygen mask on too oh, okay. for a little bit. And they, they asked if I wanted to take it off, but, but I was like, no, it's helping me breathe deeply. It's reminding me to breathe deeply. And they're like, can you feel the oxygen going in there? I was like, no. And so they like, can, can we turn it off? And I was like, yeah. So I just kept the mask on with, without even, yeah, it just helped. It reminded me to, to breathe deeply. So it was nice. That's wow. That's different. Like, yeah. I, I've never heard that. And I guess that makes sense. You know, when you're like, I have this thing on me to help me breathe. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so then I was pushing, um, most of helped me push a little bit. Cause even though I like practice like J breathing stuff, mm. like it didn't, like it didn't. Yeah. Okay. Just, so basically what helped is like, she got in my face, mostly got in my face and was like, take a deep breath for your baby. And now push. it was like, it's funny. That's all she said, but it like, it worked. So I was like, okay, awesome. that's cool. That's I think cool. it's cause it like, Help me take a deep breath like down mm. and then the way I pushed was different because of that I yeah. think okay um anyways so that's what that's what we did and then at some point Colin because I was laying on like my head was on Colin's lap but then I wanted him to catch the baby so then at some point they're like oh like you should come sit down over here so you can be ready to catch him you know yeah. so then I so then I was laying on my doula's lap instead <clears throat> um and like Melissa tried to show me, you know, like my progress in a mirror, but that like, it still felt, it felt so discouraging because, because <laughs> I was pushing so hard and it's so exhausting, but like, it felt like nothing was happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think like the next contraction or the contraction after that, I started to feel the ring of fire okay. and I got so excited because I knew that I was making progress. I was like, yeah, I feel the yes. ring of fire. And everyone laughed at me. So apparently people just laugh at me when I'm in labor because I do weird things. <laughs> That's awesome. Most but people yeah. don't get excited about that. And so they're probably like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's because I was making progress. I don't know. Because it was it was less discouraging at that point. It was encouraging because it was like, oh, I'm a, like 
I'm pushing and it's actually doing something. Right. I don't know why look like watching didn't because like his head is a little bit like you know a little bit out when she showed me. Yeah. You know. So I was like, but for some reason that wasn't as encouraging as the Ring of Fire. Enough. It wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, so then I felt that and it was exciting. Um. But then I felt like that had gone on long enough. And so I started pushing like a lot harder, okay. <laughs> which ended up, I was pushing too hard because ah. he didn't even crown. Oh my <laughs> no God. one caught him because he just flew out and he landed on my sister's lap. What? <laughs> yeah. He went. So anyways, yeah, I got a pretty bad tear from that because I just pushed him out so fast. You're like, like I didn't have as much time to stretch as it should have. Type right. Of you're like, I'm done. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> get out. Yeah. Basically, like during that last contraction, I was like, baby, you have to get out right now. So that's awesome. Don't yourself next time. Do not push as hard. Slow it down. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But no one even like, because he wasn't even crowning, like no one was prepared at all for that. Right. You know? Right. So, Colin did not get to catch him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wait okay so you were laying I'm confused so you're laying in your sister's lap like you're laying my doula's lap and you're oh that's right your doula's lap yeah. and sister was down in front so she was kind of more down in front she was like she was she would like kind of hold on to my leg in between contractions when I wasn't holding it and then like I think she was like kind of stroking my foot a little bit so she's kind of like down in that got area. you Oh yeah my. so so yeah so <laughs> your funny sister like, kind of caught your baby <laughs> yeah a little bit but then he landed on the bed it was just kind of funny because he like fell on her lap and then he oh was just gonna bounce around a little bit <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the world little one right <laughs> little i'm gonna start calling him torpedo because that's yeah a good nickname that's amazing so was he good afterwards did he have any issues like with breathing or anything was he Nope. They just, they wiped his nose and then put him on me and yeah, it was pretty cool. Then my placenta was born. I feel like born's a weird word. I know. Isn't that weird? It came out. (laughs) Placenta came out, um, like about five minutes later. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with that coming out, (laughs) but they're like, you don't have to push this like kind of cough cough it out and I was like okay but I still hated doing that but it didn't even it didn't even take much effort at all like it came out easily but yeah we always say the placenta doesn't have any bones so it's much easier yeah yeah they're like it feels like jelly and I was like okay (laughs) did it feel good after you got the placenta out yeah 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 but I was like my pelvic floor though was like super sore and like I, I wasn't expecting that, even though it's funny because, like, of course it would be sore. Like, that's silly. But, like, it was just, like, sore. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so sore. <laughs> it feels like it's falling off. <laughs> oh, no. But you tore. Yeah. So that makes yeah. sense why it was so sore. And just, like, the pushing. And, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. But pushing in total was about half hour, they that's said. Amazing. So yeah I wonder how long it would have been if I didn't push so hard that towards the end but <laughs> yeah maybe like five extra minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that so yeah but it was like pretty cool like afterwards I was like that was like easier than I thought it would be and then everyone laughed at me again 
because I said that. And I was like, why is everyone always laughing at me? <laughs> amazing. That's because like they weren't they weren't being mean. I should clarify. They were not being mean ever. Yeah. They weren't just yeah. laughing at me, but like Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that so much. That is so cool. So for a first time mom, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, it was super awesome. And I think like part of the reason why it was easier than I thought it'd be is because my water didn't break until the end. So I think that definitely made it a lot easier. Totally. So that was really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when the water breaks and the heart rate drops that quick, it's because your baby comes down so fast. Right. So that actually happened with Freya with my last baby too. Like I was standing, I was kneeling on the bed and my water broke and her head came down and they checked and her heartbeat went down to like 70. So they had me roll to my side and gave me oxygen. Uh Kind of similar, but, um, yeah, so that can happen. And I love that they put you on your like hands, like put your butt at the air, because also like we talked about in class, I think, um, if your water breaks, right. Like we ought to make sure that cord isn't there. Right. And so that's, that's their first like concerns with the heart rate that drops. So I love that they were able to like act so quickly and take care of the problem. Right. Like it wasn't even like scary in that moment, was it, or was it kind of, no, no. Well, I'm I'm sure it would have been scary for me if I wasn't in my primal brain, but (laughs) Yeah. yeah, but they do, they handle it so well. Yeah. Yeah. They were very calm about it. Like they wasn't like the only reason why I would have been scared if I was more like aware was just because I I would I knew what would have been because I I knew enough things about birth that I knew oh like something could be you know but and also like until that point Melissa was like kind of just like standing back watching things happen you know but then at that point it was a lot more active like she and other people had to help me get on the bed you know so like some things Mm. could have like worried me but it was just very but they're all calm still you know everyone was calm but I like to freak out about things so if I was not in my primal brain I definitely would have been freaking out but everyone was calm like my sister wasn't even scared like no one was scared yeah that you know could have been so I think it was it was a very good environment it was awesome (laughs) I love that so so immediate postpartum, um, how was that? And then when did you get to go home? Yeah. So like I said, I was like super, super sore <laughs> yeah. and like, um, yeah, I didn't, I don't even know how long it took me to like get stitches, but they were like, Oh, like, do you want to take some time? Cause like, they, cause they, I think they, I can't remember if they like, examined it first before they did stitches or what, but basically it was like a really bad second degree tear, almost a third degree tear. And so they were checking, like they took a long time to check to make sure it wasn't a third degree tear because if it wasn't, I'd have to go to the hospital to get stitches. So I'm really glad it wasn't that bad, (laughs) but they took a long time to figure that out. Um, which I'm like, I'm glad they did, but yeah. Um, and my sister is funny. She called my parents like almost immediately after he was born. And so I, when they got there, they were just starting to do the stitches and the stitches took forever to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like the stitches, I don't know. That was like one of the harder parts was getting stitches because it just took so long. I don't know. And then also like they 
gave me a ton of shots because they gave me like the six shots like all around that area but then they gave me extra shots because I wasn't numbing it enough uh, but then I still was feeling some things and I was like oh my gosh you know like but most of it I didn't feel so it was good yeah but yeah so like there are a few hard things um and this little guy he like he didn't get to breastfeed while we were there because I was laying down and he was having a harder time trying to figure that out because I was getting stitches I, th- I think that's why he was having a hard time I don't know but then like he fell asleep so fast and he literally could not wake him up so he's a very deep sleeper I think he gets that from his dad <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. so, like we were doing all the things like to wake him up like hold him up by his armpits and like doing other things like he would not wake up it was kind of oh he was gosh. just out he was like, I worked really hard, mom. I want to sleep now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so um, because I wasn't really able to breastfeed there, they sent me home with like a nipple shield just in case I would need it, which I'm really glad about because that's what we've been using as well as pumping. Because he, he, he has a hard time breastfeeding for some reason. And like um, we've had a lactation consultant come over and okay. check out. And like. He doesn't have ties or anything. Or, um, he does. He has a well. He has a very, very small lip and tongue tie. Very small. Um, like Melissa didn't think it was a problem, and his pediatrician doesn't think it's a problem. Like it's like interesting. Um, yeah. So, anyways, hmm. so I'm probably gonna take him to a dentist just to get one final check to That's make sure. Idea. But yeah, like the lactation consultant and everybody, everyone I've had help me, like my mother-in-law, my mom, and like you know like midwives and stuff that have been helping me like they look at his latch when he gets latched and they're like yeah that's great you're like you're doing everything right and I'm like don't tell me I'm doing everything right <laughs> because then I can't fix it yeah. You know? yeah but but he's been doing a lot better um with like um like he doesn't hate my nipple anymore so I don't know if it's kind of like he just doesn't I don't know yeah maybe something kind of like yeah. go into something yeah so I'm, I was kind of I mean I'm still kind of sad about it but less sad because he's pink so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know right. like I had nightmares when I was pregnant about not being able to breastfeed and then that's what happened and I was like dang it you know but anyways it was cool um like so jumping back so that's not cool it was cool <laughs> my mom got to cut his cord because my husband did not want to <laughs> long did you stay there before you got to leave um I was there for three and a half hours that's so that's so short (laughs) yep it was like super nice so we came home and we slept Mm. (laughs) well we didn't go to sleep so it was like what time in the morning was it it was like three it was like four in the morning when we got back but we didn't go to bed till five because we were like that I was I was still feeling the hype a little, you know, and I was like, yeah. I sleep. Also, I was finally able to eat. Right. <laughs> my doula had gotten us burritos, but I had a hard time eating there. 
like okay. at the first center so then I ate when I got home and then um and then finally like five we went to bed but then he was up at seven because he had been sleeping for a while I was like I'm hungry now right How <laughs> so, yeah, we got, yeah so we got two hours of sleep after all of that <laughs> oh and you're still trying to catch up on it yep yeah yep basically <laughs> so how but, has yeah. it been being home and these last couple of weeks um it's been a roller coaster actually so because he had a hard time eating at all so I, I was just really stubborn with really wanting to breastfeed and so and everyone is also saying like yeah he'll he'll get it soon like babies don't need a ton at first like in the first day or two you know yeah. so I was like okay but then at some point like then in my 24-hour checkup um when it was Christina that came over for that Okay. she was like okay he needs to eat now like we're worried about him you know yeah. and I was like okay you know she's like you need to give him formula and I was like well why don't I pump I haven't even tried pumping yet you know yeah. so I haven't given him any formula I've only bre- like given him breast milk which I feel really good about That's amazing. Um, but like once I started pumping I felt so much better like yeah. it was just like this weight came off me because I was like I'm feeding my baby you yeah. know and at like that still point, breastfeeding you know yeah yeah like he's not at my breast but he's still getting like all the nutrients and stuff yeah. so it's really good um but like I just felt bad because I felt like I was starving my baby and so that was like really hard emotionally so like when I started pumping and he had to eat from a spoon for a little bit because he wouldn't even suck that's how like hungry and tired he was from that so mm-hmm. like it was that was just really really hard like emotionally you know yeah. like that was really hard um but like once I started pumping and he was like able to eat more he felt a lot better and like we felt better too okay oh, um, and we had lactation consultant come over to try to help and that didn't help and like so it's still really hard because also like we'd wake up every two hours to feed him and but then I also had to pump in addition to that so it would I would be up for like an hour to an hour and a half of that two hour time frame, you know yeah so then I'd be like oh I get to sleep for half hour and wake up again you know type of yeah. thing. and it oh takes like half an hour to fall back asleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but yeah so that was really hard um and then like a week or so after he was born um he started to feel like really hot and so I was like oh crap is this a fever you know so then I take his temperature and then it was like I can't remember what number it was but it was like high enough you know that it would be a problem mm. um and so and like I'd take his clothes off but then he'd cool down to like a normal temperature so I was like oh he's like overheating you know yeah. um and then the next day I had an appointment with the pediatrician and so I told him about it and he like took his temperature and he's like yeah he's like pretty normal like he's fine but if this happens again, you know, like if, if he has a high fever, well, for a newborn, a high fever is 100.4. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not very high. Um, then you need to like call us or take him to the ER, you know, like yeah. scary stuff that I didn't want to hear, you know, totally. um, but he didn't seem to have, he didn't seem to think it, there was a problem. Um, but then the, like but then off and on he would like overheat I think he was having a fever the whole time though but but I think he would overheat like or, or he would anyways he'd overheat off and on 
for like about a week and then finally he was just hot enough I was like "Eh." but I had my appointment with Melissa at that point okay and so I was like okay I'll just wait till my appointment with Melissa and see what she says and at that appointment it was like so hard because like I was so worried about him all the time so I was just like not doing that great emotionally at that point yeah and like I was so worried that like my baby was like not doing well and like not sleeping you know Um, but at the appointment like they just noticed like he's like really lethargic and and his heart rate was really high it was like 190 and um and then I was like yeah he's like hot can like you check him you know and they took his temperature it's like 100.7 or something oh wow yeah I was yeah so they're like okay so you need to take him to the hospital um so yeah so originally they suggested like taking him to my pediatrician and then they said to go to the hospital, but I already had an appointment. And so I'd be at the pediatrician's office in 15 minutes at that point. So I was like, well, I'll take him there and see what they say. So we went there and I was like trying to get a hold of my husband, like this, you know, like to get him to go. And he like wasn't picking up his phone because he's at school and you know like you're not supposed to you know if you're studying you're not looking at your phone so that was like rough and Melissa was calling like called BYU to even try to like find you know have someone find him and tell him oh wow yeah so like all these things but so eventually I was like okay he's not answering his phone but he will eventually so I called my mother-in-law because like my mom um I knew that she was busy like I knew she would be busy even though like she would totally come I just didn't want to bother her um so I called my mother-in-law and I was like I was sobbing on the phone I was like you need to come because we're we're gonna need to go to the hospital probably you know like all these things and she's like I'm in the car I'm coming right now you know so she met us at the pediatrician's office and yeah the pediatrician was like checking him out and he's like okay so I'm calling the hospital right now they're gonna be making a bed for him and they're gonna be so you don't have to go to the ER or anything you know yeah so he was in the hospital for three days well two and a half days because he had a UTI that's what it ended up being oh my goodness yeah but that's like one of the least of the problems that could have been happening I was really really happy about that but like it was like it was oh my gosh it was like so hard because like you know, because all the things they had to do to him, and then also like that's dangerous for a newborn and stuff. Um, so it was scary, you know. It was like it was a really hard experience. Yeah. So your postpartum, these last couple weeks for you have been really hard. Yeah, they've kind of been crap. So yeah, but but he's doing a lot better. Like he is oh, so glad. Like he's a lot more active now. Like he's also taking antibiotics for like um seven days total so like a few more days and stuff like that but he's just doing so much better oh good yeah so really glad he's out of the hospital because that was just really hard I like didn't sleep when I was in the hospital very much like I stayed up all night every time because like because of COVID they don't allow two visitors to be there um and so I was there by myself with him the first night and um, but the nurses were like the sweetest things ever like they because um like we went in in the evening and so he was still quite unstable at that point okay so in, like the room almost all, the whole time like they're in and out a lot 
and so they're very very sweet like they talked to me like all night basically and like you know like it was just very nice that they were there and they were so nice um so I survived that night that way and he was already doing a little bit better by the next day um and then Colin came back and I was and I was able to actually get a four-hour stretch of sleep oh god because because he was there and I knew that he'd take care of him and stuff so that was actually really nice as far as sleep goes and then that night I stayed up all night too again just I don't know why it's so hard at night because during the day it was fine it was like you know but then at night it's just harder yeah um but Colin was like I'm not gonna leave till they kick me out so he actually they didn't say anything the whole time like that whole night so he's he actually stayed there against the rules you know (laughs) so which was which was really helpful for me emotionally that time because like I don't know because I think it would have been harder because like the nurses weren't in as much that night because he was doing a lot better he was oh good he was doing really really good so he's there for only two nights so like two and a half days type of thing okay yep and then we got to go home on St. Patrick's Day (laughs) oh wow yeah so yeah it's been it's been an adventure. <laughs> Sounds like it. Holy cow. Yeah. So I would say that postpartum was is definitely way more difficult than labor. Like labor was easy. It was a breeze <laughs> compared right. to like, I don't know how it's been afterwards. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Just take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What are you doing to help take care of yourself lately? Like you- um, I've been trying to sleep more. So my husband has been because, like, at first I was like, "You don't need to wake up and help me because you have school and work and stuff, and I don't want you to be so sleep deprived, mm-hmm. you know." But I've been letting him help me more during the night, and so I've been able to sleep more, um, which is nice, and that that really helps actually um I think that's been the biggest thing honestly um the first so the first few like the first week um like I would I was having like a little bit harder time at night so I ended up writing like affirmations down we have a whiteboard next to our bed so I wrote down some affirmations on there Mm. um like he'll eat better in the morning or you know like stuff like that um and then I put a reminder to like text some of my friends that like they don't they have insomnia so they don't sleep at night <laughs> so awesome. I was like I'll text them when I'm having a hard time at night and that actually helped too so Yay. yeah so kind of stuff like that so I wouldn't feel as alone you know so that's that's what's been helping me it sounds like little things but like they really help they do they add up and I love that tip of like having friends that don't sleep well so you can also text them <laughs> yep <laughs> solidarity friend you're not sleeping I'm not sleeping let's chat I love that because yep. yep. it's totally <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing I love that tip well do you have any like advice going in if somebody's listening to this that they're pregnant um do you have any like advice that you would give them um Oh, it's hard. <laughs> um, I think my advice would be um, like when you're preparing for labor, like practice everything. You never know what you're going to use, but also don't be afraid of labor mm. because 
I think I did have an easier experience than most people probably will have. Um, but I want to venture to say that it's not going to be as horrible as you might think it will be. Like, it's really not, you know, like your body knows what it's doing and it releases a lot of like, so one of the midwives took a, like a video at, after he was born and I totally sound like I was drunk. <laughs> so your, your body your body is releasing all of these like hormones and stuff to help you deal with the pain and stuff. So like you can totally do it. Like it's not going to be as bad. You know, it's not like you're going to be thrown into it without like your body's help to deal with it, which is really nice. Um, and then I don't know, just a lot of, but, and also prepare for postpartum as much as you can. Cause I like, you know, I tried to, like, I, I read like, what is it? The, the fourth trimester yeah yeah and like stuff like that um but you know still blindsided yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah because so we can't plan for everything <laughs> yeah yeah so as much preparation as you can do would be great and don't be afraid to take your baby to the hospital if you need to go because yeah. I think he had a fever for like a whole week and luckily the infection did not get to his blood which is really good, but I think that he's been sick for a long time and I wish that I had taken him in sooner yeah. type of thing. So don't be afraid to be, you know, that person, <laughs> quote unquote, that right. like freaks out about everything. Cause if, if there's really a problem, then you should get taken care of. Oh, 100%. But. I love that advice. Cause I think too, we're like, oh gosh, I'm just worrying too much, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but there isn't such thing as that especially when you have this new human that is trying to regulate their system to the world too. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's beautiful. Well, if anybody wants to like ask you questions or reach out to you, what would, how could they get a hold of you? Um, so if they, I guess I can go on to Instagram cause it's like a public account type of thing. So, um, it's, at saint sis or oh i have to look at it actually <laughs> i can all just i can do it in the in the show notes too okay so. it's either um, saint cecilia or saint underscore cecilia but i'm not sure something like that perfect <laughs> well i'll tag it like in the show notes so then somebody can just click on it really easy and get to you um that's beautiful was there any like resources or things that you you mentioned the fourth trimester is there anything else that you would recommend or things that were helpful for you Oh my gosh. Yes. Lots of things actually. Cause oh. I like, I think I over-prepare. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> well, I know there's no such thing, but like, I think I did a lot more than most people do. <laughs> um, so I, I read a lot of books. So I read Grantley Dick Reed's book first, um, which is childbirth without fear. Okay. And that's kind of like the foundation for like a bunch of different um, methods that are out there, which is, is really cool. To read that and then I read hypnobirthing which I did not take a hypnobirthing class I took Trista's class because I thought I wouldn't want to be laying down <laughs> right <laughs> so but you did anyway, so I'm like maybe next time for my second birth I'll do a hypnobirthing class even though I already took a class right like, try new things I guess I don't know um take a class Trista's is awesome <laughs> it was really good and then also she has like an online portion so that you can review stuff because that was really helpful for me Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I read tons of books. What else did I read? Oh, I read Ina May's. Um, Her guide to childbirth. Yeah. Guide to childbirth. 
yeah, just read as many books as you can get a hold of. Um, libraries don't have a ton of books, it turns out. Like, I wanted to read more and more and more. Um, <laughs> Mosa didn't have, like, a ton of books either that I wanted. I don't know. Because I wanted more stories is really what I wanted. Oh, yeah. I wanted a lot of stories. So then I found podcasts that would have a ton of stories. So I found Trista's podcast. And then there's this other podcast. Basically, if you just kind of look up podcasts, it, work, it works. Um, there, I found this other podcast that's like purely stories, but there are only 15 of them. So oh, I'll that in a few days. Um, oh, and this other podcast was super, super awesome. Um, it's done by the people that do My Essential Birth, which is a oh, okay. I can't remember what it's called though, their podcast. But if you if you type it in, like if you Google My Essential Birth, then it will come up. Yeah, yeah they, their podcast is actually really cool. I think it's yeah, I think anyone would enjoy it because it talks about like all the options that you have and awesome. stuff. But also, they have birth stories like every once in a while in there too. Okay, I'll um, yeah so basically books podcasts take class um yeah I don't know just do everything you can practice (laughs) yeah practice I think is a good one yeah because yeah we can learn all the things right but then if we don't practice they don't get embodied or stuck in our bodies (laughs) (laughs) well I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and just like sharing that vulnerability with us because that's hard. That's hard, hard, hard. And you did it so amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I loved that story. And I probably laughed harder than I laughed on any other story. Just like listening to the way you tell it. I thought that was really funny. Um, I kind of wish I was like a fly on the wall. So I kind of like watched the whole thing. I thought uh-huh. <laughs> that'd have been funny. Um, yeah. I appreciate you coming on and yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It really means so much to have you here. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. I wanted to give a quick reminder that this podcast episode and past and future episodes should not be used for medical diagnosis or treatment, that you should still consult with your midwife, your medical provider, OBGYN, for all your medical needs, all your medical questions. Thank you so much again for being here, and I can't wait to have you here the next episode.